I'm Machi Scanlon, of course. Dennis Straniak on the other end here. Interesting combo. I just did the math on this, Dennis. 75 years of total life experience between us. So equally divided, roughly, I'd say. Right? <laughs> I don't know about roughly. I'm like, I think, as old as I you think are. if you polled members of the public on which of the two of us is doing more lifting on those years, I think the answers would go pretty heavily in your favor. So maybe, maybe if you were clean, maybe if you were clean shaven, it'd be a little different. It was funny because doing the intro, I was like, well, I could talk about Dennis being a professor of marketing at, you know, Trinity College. I'm a, you know, I'm an attorney. I'm not practicing anymore, you know, formal um, CMO and all this stuff. But then it's like, we're not really doing a marketing podcast, which is kind of what, what all of our degrees and experience would kind of trend towards. But I think it's life that's you know the great teacher. And so we've lived life and we've traveled a lot. So I think those are the big, the real big, you know, the, on the CV, I think that's where, that's why I led with that, you know, combined, although 75 years, I guess not that much. You can just talk to one person and capture all that. That's knowledge. one old person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nonetheless, here we are uh, two, ha two halves of an old person on here's the deal. Dennis, I wanted to talk. We had a question about parenting and being a parent in the professional workplace. Of course, you Zoom is a great episode to list our bona fides, considering neither of us are children. <laughs> neither of us are parents, right? That's true. Uh, and we're on Zoom. And I think that, you know, parenting and working from home and Zoom, that's all kind of come together. You know, it's post-COVID that we never grew out of. But here we go. Parenting. Despite my manager being a parent themselves, they're emotionless and oddly cold towards me being a mother. My two-year-old son has been going through some developmental testing, and I took the day off to bring him to one of his appointments. The next day, so this is the day after the testing, the next day I joined a team call with my manager, and my son came in while I was on the call and gave me a brief hug before his dad brought him off to have breakfast and to daycare. It didn't disrupt the call or my attention or focus. Despite this, after the team left, I had a brief catch-up with my manager where I told him how the developmental testing was going, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He briefly said he was happy the tests were going well. Then he proceeded to tell me that while he is, quote, more understanding than most, that, that, that you know, that, that your ears are pricking up. I said, well, you know, Dennis, I'm more understanding than most, dot, dot, dot. Anyway, uh, that my son should be in daycare and that my attention should be on my work and not my son. No tact and pretty heartless. Where's your head at with this one? What's the deal with this one, Dennis? What's the deal with this one? So... <laughs> There's something that I noticed immediately right here, just based on the pronoun usage throughout the course of this question, which is that the person refers to themselves as a mother and the first their manager uh, with, as he. And so the, the, the right off right about this, that um, despite manager being a parent themselves, there is a still very gendered societal approach to um, working mothers and working fathers, right? Um, and you can see this in like labor participation statistics and wage gaps and stuff. I think a third of mothers don't work in the US. And like, I think labor participation in Ireland is like 62% for women and over 70% for men. And that is because of stay at home mothers. That is the big gap there, right? Um, so I would, first of all, I would be curious to know if this manager has a stay at home mother for their kids. And that is why they have this like clean, hyper, you know, surgical separation of work from work and home. Uh, but you mentioned Zoom at the start, and you're right. This is a relatively new phenomenon, right? Before 2020, very few people had work from home jobs. You and I were ahead of the trend there, honestly. And then we we would have a lot of our work at the time like this. Um, and stuff would happen. People would come in, a package would arrive, a dog would come into the room, your room like that would happen. And those disruptions were normal. And it's not like you know the office life is without disruptions. All that kind of stuff happens all the time there too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that this is necessarily about a focus on your job problem 
well, I don't know if the manager is trying to like exert some additional control or just being judgmental, but I do think there is an element of misogyny under underlying it. I mean, I, I, any workplace situation between a man and a woman, you'd be hard pressed to, you know, it's difficult because of not because of overt, like, you know, when you say misogyny, it doesn't have to be overt. It doesn't even have to be like, you know, malicious or anything like that. It's just societal norms. We live in a misogynistic world. And, you know, which isn't to say that, again, there's ill will or intent there. That's kind of how society's developed, right? There's um, a book that I read recently that I would highly recommend uh, that Nikki recommended to me and my wife, which is called Invisible Women. It's by, um, I've looked at the author's name here to double check. It's Caroline um, Sriado Perez. And it talks about that and this sort of like inherent bias. Because like, you're right, when you when you say misogyny or sexism, and I now hate that we're venturing into the territory where this is a podcast in which two men explain sexism, but that's all anyway. Um, you do think of like super overt, over the top stuff that you would necessarily mm -hmm. see in films and movies. And that does happen in the world, obviously. But below oh. that, there are all of these sort of inherent biases that, you know, um, women get punished for behaviors in the workplace that men get rewarded for. Well, where men are considered headstrong, women are considered like brash or annoying for exactly the same behaviors. And there's even like more like financial stuff, talking about labor participation, things like that. So it's hard for me to see past that undercurrent in this situation here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's funny. That, that's a, that was a big takeaway. And I wonder if reading Invisible Women or maybe having that in your mind um, kind of because all of our all the things that influence us around our day whether it's an episode of tv a book we're reading a mm -hmm. podcast we're listening to start to affect how we see things that's not a bad thing that's a good thing if you're educating yourself and growing the first thing i thought here was uh, uh, uh okay we, we are people okay you know this is such a human interaction you know this myth and i, and I hate this i hate this and work from home has changed this but even at the office this myth that well, this is work time and 100% of your focus needs to be on work time. You're on the clock. Why aren't you working? It's like, get real for a second. Okay. Do you want me to be good at my job? Do you want me to enjoy working here? Do you want me to be productive? Or do you want me to hate every second I'm here? And you want to be so draconian that I will actively start thinking in my mind about taking that extra five minutes when I go to the bathroom. How can I cheat? What can I do to, mm -hmm. to chisel more and more time, more and more of my personal time out of this horrible, overt, draconian work culture and work philosophy, right? Forget it. Remove gender from this for a second. Even if it was a, a, a one man talking to another man, it's like, well, you know, Dennis, your focus really be on the work. Your, 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 your little boy should be coming in. You know, or, you know, you know, uh, Dennis, Yuri shouldn't be jumping into our calls. You get pretty distracted by your cat, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, um, you know, Mashi, fuck off. Like, I, I don't even know how to interact with this. This, this is part such, that, this is, sorry, go ahead. The part that, the part that jumps out at me is that your son should really be in daycare. Why? That's what do you mean? true. Yeah. You know, what is that supposed to mean? Why? You know, are you paying for daycare? Is is the company right. paying for daycare to, to do all this? So also it's just like, no, you know, my son should be at home with my husband or my wife because that's the choice we've made. And it's that's not the even, life that's we're right. Moving. It's not you even like this person was, was like, was minding their kid at home alone, right? The father is there and the kid just wanted to come in and say hi. I don't think that's a big deal. Now, look, we're only getting one side of the story here. I don't know that this is, you know, the latest in a pattern of of distracting behavior or, or whatever. Sure. But I'm, I'll be honest, it is hard for me to imagine 
a series of events leading up to this point that would make it okay for this manager to go, yeah, but your kid really needs to be in daycare so that you can focus. Come on. I also just don't like, I don't even care if it's a series of behaviors. Like, um, you know, if, if we're on a call every day and it's a morning call and, you know, I don't care if it's presentation. I don't care if the CEO's on there. We're all people. Your son wants to come in and give you a hug. Even if it does distract you, even if you're presenting, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me for a second. My son is here. He's going mm-hmm. to head to breakfast and daycare. I'm not going to see him for eight hours. I'm going to give him a hug. Yeah, give him a hug. I mean, this goes back to this idea in my mind of, again, being human. There's room to be a person, to have interests outside of work, even when you're at work. And and family is primary among them. Um, I, now, I want to take all the malicious, you know, we talked about misogyny and, and I was saying it wasn't malicious. There, This could come from a good place. This could come from, you know, Dennis, um, you don't know this, but I, I have no problem with your son coming in every day to give you a hug. But the executives, they grumble about it, you know, and, th- and then and then all of a sudden it's not even my misogyny or my grumbling or my issues with parenting. I'm trying to help you. Hey, people have noticed that's this a lot. passing the buck, though. I don't know if I agree. I think with it is, too. You know? And I think I think I, I'm trying to defend the manager a little bit here. I don't like this situation at all because what should really happen again, and this is this really speaks to a culture problem, by the way, I think, you know, um, because what should really happen is if something like that's really happening, uh, someone should say, here's the deal. We're all parents here. I think we can all understand that. You know, I think we can all understand what's going on here. And maybe everyone needs to back off and, and let everyone parent the way they want to parent and spend a few minutes in the morning with their child. Um, but if that's not the work culture that this is taking place in, if that's not an allowable thing, you know, what this says to me is this is a work culture where you log in or you zoom in and by God, it's all, it's all business. You know, you don't have a life anymore. Punch You're card, at work yeah. now. Yeah. And I hate it. And I think that's massively unhealthy. You know, my advice, you know, in our last few podcasts, I've said things like take control of the situation, Talk to your manager about it. I wouldn't say that here. I think that this is just so kind of beyond the pale and shows a bit of being checked out that I'd be a little bit nervous to talk to him about it. So my genuine advice here, you know, I could be wrong. I'm not part of the relationship. Maybe someone's having a bad day, but not if someone's having a bad day, you don't write into a podcast to say, what the hell do right. I do here? Um, honestly, I think it's find a different position, find a different manager, move on. Because this is not, this doesn't, indicate to me i have no idea this is an anonymous thing i don't know who it is i don't know where they work to me it's like this is probably not a work culture you want to be a part of you know and and i agree it it does sound indicative of a larger problem than can be fixed with a frank conversation right mm -hmm. Um, also the tone suggests to me it's not the first kind of these run-ins they've had exactly um I'm, it, it is interesting that this is the first time in all in the episodes that we've done of this and in just in, the, in my life talking to you that you've suggested mm, maybe it's time to cut your losses. I've never heard you yeah. suggest like, all right, let's pack it up as the most rational call, uh, course of action. And well, this really goes to the to the we talked about this, like there's this dichotomy. It's a non-symmetrical relationship manager to person. And the reason that I'm worried in this scenario is not, it's not that there's not such a thing as rogue managers. But rogue managers exist in bad culture. If there's someone else you can talk to where you think it'll be fruitful, whether it's HR, something like that, and not just rain hellfire on you as soon as it comes out, I would suggest doing that. But this is such a weird experience. Um, You know, this is something, I don't know about a European company, at a US company, at the right company, 
there could be serious repercussions for a comment like that. You know, we are much less litigious over here than on the Atlantic in general. I agree with that. Well, I'm I'm not even saying like in terms of in terms of lawsuit. It's just more in terms of like there could be some serious HR repercussions depending on the company and depending on the industry, right? You know, we're both gamers. I haven't played a game in ages, Um, and I mean, you could see the gaming industry is just massively toxic, and nobody would care, right? Like you see this in Blizzard and Activision. You know, um, I forgot who makes League uh, uh, Riot Riot Games, like. There's kind of rampant stuff that's involved with sexism and stuff. I don't know if they've cleaned that up or not, but it feels like their HR might be on deaf ears and it's time to move on. This is just a very weird comment that, you know, I think at a large U.S. company could get you into some real trouble. Do you not so. think that, that makes it more likely to be a rogue manager and a bugbear that this individual has rather than like a systematic issue? It's really hard to say. Um, but it is out I of pocket. Th- I agree with you. It's a weird thing to say. It, you know, rogue managers, unless they're new, they feel empowered to make the comment. I mean, they're not they're not really rogue managers, right? Rogue managers doing stuff that nobody knows about and nobody understands. Right, and so I we, guess I've worked with yeah. some people who are rogue managers. It, it, it's really context dependent. But if this person feels safe and empowered to make these comments, that's a question about culture. That's indicative of the culture of the workplace. It's indic- It could be a rogue manager, just don't know enough, right? But this person um, who wrote this question, she'll know. She should know if you, you, you know, you know what, you know what the culture is like at your workplace you know, or, the in, your division, or is, yeah. in your department or whatever it is. You always do know. Um, this is just such a touchy one, you know, because you're going to bring it up. And be, oh, you know, I didn't mean it that way. Or, you know, you're taking it the wrong way. You know, I was just trying to help you out. You know, it's mm-hmm. not me, but other members of the executive team or other members of the team have made comments and I'm just passing it along. And there's all kinds of ways where you try to grab the bull by the horn on this one. And it's, you're, it involves family, it involves gender, it involves all kinds of things. What are you going to say? You know, Dennis, you know, you're a parent too. And I just want, I want to express to you uh, in this safe space, uh, how much it upset me that you made that comment about my son coming in to hug me during the meeting. I think that's going to be shields up defense all the way. Now, if I it turns into an approach like that, no. Yeah. Yeah. And if it turns into, yeah, I was giving you good advice, open your damn ears and listen. Then you're like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> where's my resume you know all right here's the deal it sounds like the if you it sounds like if you don't think that the situation for you is solvable with a frank conversation or someone else in the company that you can talk to which it sounds like is unlikely then it might be time to start looking at feet further afield and think about what's important to you do you care more about the work you do in this job or do you care more about your son in a trying time in in his development right when you lay it like that it sounds very obvious financial no greater but um it might be time to start taking a half step back examining your options and figuring out what balance makes more sense for you i mean it's so huge i i went over that and i just like my my son is having developmental problems so so i just want to understand like and again this is super aggressive and you'd never mm-hmm. you'd never um present things this way but the real fact of the matter is my son's having developmental issues and your kind of comment when I've shared this with you is don't let him hug you in the morning before he has breakfast and goes to school, goes to daycare. Like that's actually the advice that was given, right? It is inappropriate for your developmentally challenged son, your, not developmentally challenged, but your son who's going through some developmental issues to come in in the morning and give you a hug before he has breakfast and goes to daycare. That's the actual feedback here. That is the act. It, yes. it boggles the mind, right? It, it doesn't like when you... Context is important. And obviously I'm painting this in a certain light to put my thumb on the scale, but 
you know, here's a deal. You I haven't said anything flat. untrue though at the same time. Like I, I, those, that is fundamentally what it boils down to. And so that's why it's like, it just beyond the pale a bit in my mind. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, uh, it makes a better podcast if we lean into it, right? It makes, it makes for better discussion. Right. It's more inflammatory. Um, but again, there could be, I, I go back to what I said. There could be some genuine, like I'm trying to help you out here advice, but if that's what it takes to get ahead in this company, maybe it's a company you don't want to be at that, that, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what I'm suggesting here. So, you know, there you go.